Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Hello, thank you for tuning in today. This episode gets pretty personal, but I'm going to share these thoughts because I know you have such an important work to do on earth right now, and I believe you'll find my experiences this week helpful as you're learning more about what it is. I've actually been noticing an interesting common feeling as I've been talking to many moms lately. I'm seeing that a lot of us have the sense that we need to be preparing ourselves, our homes, and our families for something. Making educational choices for our kids feels really hard right now because life and the future feels rather uncertain. And there's this feeling that even though we're coming out of a pandemic, the world has changed because of it and things aren't going to be going back to how they were. But we're not sure exactly what the future is going to look like. and We're not really sure how to prepare for it. We have this feeling that we need to focus on our home and having a strong family, as institutions seem to be falling apart all around us. But at the same time, we feel this call to do something about the problems we see, from mental health problems, to relationship issues, to political turmoil. Is it best to forget these problems outside our home and focus on strengthening our own families? Or do we try to help with the problems in the world and risk neglecting our family? Our kids need our strength and guidance at this time more than ever. The world is not guiding them in a good direction right now. The last thing we want to do is neglect them in our efforts to save the world. But they also need to see us trying to make a difference. And our souls will feel restless until we try. A conversation I had with a group of people around a campfire a couple of weeks ago leads into what I want to say today about why I think this general feeling is happening. There are about 30 of us sitting on camp chairs talking about our week and trying to stay warm around a really big bonfire. We were discussing some of the neat things we had learned over the weekend about nature and geology. The conversation led to how God inspires us. And then one of the moms in the group suddenly asked, with how much chaos is going on in the world right now and with all of the evil and darkness, how can we still inspire our kids to want to do something when it all feels so hopeless? I understood where she was coming from, had been watching people I love lose their faith or even their desire to live. Their world was feeling very uncertain, oppressive, and dark in a lot of ways. In response to her question, a few people said things about how in the millennium things would get better and that God would work things out when he comes again. I was shifting in my seat because I don't like speaking up in groups of people that I don't know, but my heart was so full of love for this woman and I wanted her to know what I had come to know. So I finally worked up the courage to say that the truth is that we have more light in this world now than we have ever had before. It is increasing just as fast as the darkness seems to be growing. Our children are being born with incredible gifts and talents. People are being inspired to help in their personalized ways. Beautiful songs and inspiring stories are being written. Technology is advancing quickly. Scientific truths are being discovered. Inspiring art is being painted. Temples are dotting the earth, and faith is growing as we fast and pray for one another. Things aren't hopeless at all. They are so beautifully hopeful. 
We don't have to wait for God to come again and set things right. We get to do it with him right now. That is our great work, and it is super exciting. We are so blessed to be alive right now, and we get to be a part of it. There were a lot of nods and smiles as I stated this because we all felt the truth of it in our hearts. I think the anxiety many of us feel right now is that even though we know this is true, we aren't sure quite how to prepare ourselves for a future that feels so uncertain and seems like it will require so much of us. This theme has been on my mind a lot lately. I've tried to be so careful about maintaining a simple, minimalist lifestyle and keeping my focus on God and my family. But at the same time, I see so much confusion in the area of education, human potential, and how to achieve that human potential that I can't just sit back and do nothing. These are areas I have studied and want to help others better understand. I know you have things that bother you as well about how things are being handled in an area that you have put time and effort into understanding. Depending on our talents and interests, different things seem to bother each of us more than others. I believe that those things that bother us most are little calls to action to do something. However, sometimes when I try to do something, my mind starts to feel too busy to feel peaceful and present with my kids, and I talk less, and I start to stare off into space more. I'm sure some of you can relate to wanting to be more present with your family, but having so many things that seem to occupy your mind. I've mentioned here before that one of my greatest fears is to get so busy with good things that I neglect the most important things. But I also think Satan knows what an incredible influence for good women can be on the world. And he is really good at making us feel guilty for doing anything that puts our focus on helping to fix any issues that feel like they are outside of our home. I love a quote by the religious leader Joseph Smith. He said, A man filled with the love of God is not content with blessing his family alone, but ranges through the whole world, anxious to bless the whole human race. End quote. When we love people, we begin to see more and more clearly how we are all connected and how we really are a great big human family. Whenever I explore the possibility of giving up this warrior education work I've been involved in and just focusing in on my family, I realize that I can't just sit back and hope that someone does something about the educational mess of a system we currently have. We each have unique gifts and the responsibility really does rest on each of us to do something with them to help in the problems we see around us. But how we help without letting that work distract us from our home and family is a question I have been pondering a lot this week. I found some answers that I think can help you too if you're asking yourself similar questions about your part in this work. To explain the significance of these answers I received, I want to take you on a little journey through some of my week. Monday, I was sitting in my car, feeling a bit like a hypocrite because I had just released a podcast episode about having more to do than we feel capable of or have the time and resources for is not a bad thing. It keeps us humble and helps us seek God and learn to trust Him. I kept getting glimpses of light about this truth, but they kept getting interrupted by the reality of the mess and deadlines around me. I was finding that it was really hard to stay focused on living lovingly and peacefully like the Savior when the waves of tasks seemed to be right in front of me everywhere I looked and were blocking my view from his hand reaching out to me. So I sat in the car, still wearing my exercise clothes because I had been meaning to exercise all day, and it was now 3.30 p.m. I had just dropped off the kids at their choir, so I decided to run around the neighborhood while they were in their class. Before getting out of the car, I said a prayer to ask for guidance about what I needed to drop so that I could stay more focused. Was it a class the kids were in? 
Was it the Find Your Path book series that I was hoping to finish? Was it doing the podcast or completing the Warrior Journey program? Maybe starting a school next year was not such a great idea. What should I include in our summer and fall schedules? My kids are starting to move out, and I wanted to have lots of family adventures this summer, and I didn't want to feel too busy. After this prayer, I noticed that it was starting to rain a bit. In an effort to procrastinate running in the rain, I opened up my phone and saw a messenger notification. I clicked on it, and it was a message from a woman I greatly admire named Rachel DeMille. You can hear her speak in this podcast on episode 5. This is what the message on my phone said. Hey Karen, Oliver had the following to say about your book. Rachel, I love this book. Find your path, Bates. It is brilliant. It's like a how-to-do-it-yourself upgrade on Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces or Bruce Wilkinson's The Dream Giver, also similar to The Alchemist by Coelho. I really enjoyed it. I did all the exercises and had a blast. Very good. It felt T.J. Eddish in many good ways. Excellent book. Oliver. I can't tell you how much this little comment filled me with gratitude and courage. The DeMilles are heroes of mine. They really are some of the smartest, well-prepared people on this planet. The fact that Oliver, who was so well-read and so intelligent, liked my book, reminded me that it had been inspired, that God had been leading me along so far, and that he would continue to lead me. I remembered that I could trust him. I went on my rainy run after reading this, and I remember feeling this mix of emotions. I felt like leaping for joy because of this wonderful reminder and kind comment by a mentor I look up to so much, but also kind of weighted down with this feeling of responsibility. I know God knew I needed this boost right then because my week got pretty crazy after that. To give you an idea of how crazy it was, I'll just mention that because I had so many things swimming around in my head, I forgot my husband's birthday until I looked at the date on my phone the morning of. Then the next day, I forgot about a live interview I had been asked to do on a homeschool Instagram page that had been advertised, and I felt so awful about forgetting it. Then the day after that, I forgot to pick up a son from a class until he called like 20 minutes after I was supposed to have gotten him. There were just so many important things going on all week that I was forgetting a lot of them, and I felt like such a mess and so awful about forgetting these things. But God is so good. In the midst of my mess and chaos of life, he kept inspiring people to send me little loving messages and reminders that my very clumsy and scattered efforts were doing some good. Some friends told me about how certain podcast episodes had blessed them. Others told me that our class at the ropes course had been impactful to them. One young lady I so love told me that it had helped her move through depression and gave her something to look forward to. Then a few friends also texted me ideas about the school we're starting, and it helped me feel less lonely about the whole thing. I talked to my family about what I could drop, and they also encouraged me to keep going and that they would help me. My daughter told me that I needed to stop compartmentalizing the work as if it were something I was doing outside our family, that it was all God's work and that it was blessing our family, so I should stop feeling like I was choosing between two good things and instead see it all as one great work. I thought those were really wise words. You guys, don't underestimate the importance of a few encouraging words towards those around you. They make such a difference. These inspired friends helped me see that the fruits of this work were good, and that meant I could trust God and move forward, even if I wasn't sure how. Then a very clear answer to my prayers came on Sunday, 
and another one came on Monday after fasting and pondering on what I could do to stay focused on what mattered most. Sunday, I went to a fireside for a pioneer trek my kids will be doing this summer. I was super inspired by the stories of sacrifice these incredible people made in order to do the work they felt God called them to do. They didn't hold back or worry about keeping things simple so that they could focus on their kids and family. No, they simply all worked together and focused all their efforts on helping each other follow God. As they did, they all grew in love, unity, and character as they followed their path to cross the United States. After hearing their beautiful stories, one of our church leaders got up and said these words that I'm going to paraphrase. He said, We will see that God makes miracles in our lives all of the time if we take the time to notice. Sometimes I get so busy with all I need to do that I get distracted. My family starts to notice that I'm not as talkative or present. I didn't want to live this way, so I asked God to help me. It has been a month now that I have been asking him, and you know what? He has helped me, and I know that this is a miracle in my life. End quote. I wasn't quite expecting to get such a direct answer to my prayers that day, and I began at that moment to ask God to help me. And you know what? I have already noticed a big difference. What a simple and beautiful way to remember to stay present and to trust God to take care of the rest. I also want to mention what happened yesterday. I want to tell you so that you remember that God really will lead you to know His will. At first, it feels like we're guessing and trying to do our best with what we think it might be. We do some things and it feels like a lot of trial and error, but little by little, things do start to clear up and he takes us step by step to the work he wants for us. Monday morning, I decided to listen to the 2021 TJ Ed Freedom Convention as I folded laundry. Oliver DeMille was talking about the fourth turning or the repetitive cycles of history and that they can give us clues about what is ahead and how to prepare for it. It was fascinating. He talked about the 50 steps of crisis eras and where we currently are on those steps. And then he said these words, in the next six to nine years of crisis, we will prepare the leaders to lead for families and freedom and morality and prosperity, or we will allow others to lead who are against those very things. Leaders, mainly the citizens, either choose pessimism, fear, and worry about the future, or they choose optimism and planning and entrepreneurial action and choices that start building it now, so that when the crisis is over, they are ready to lead. That got my attention. And then he went on to talk about how we needed many regular citizens to stand up and lead out if we're going to come out of the crisis with more freedom and stronger family values. If we don't, we will move into socialism. There were certain steps he mentioned that really stood out to me because they are exactly what I've been feeling nudged to create with the school we're starting at Class Ropes course and within my own family. The first was number 28. He said, Leaders will either hunker down and try to survive the crisis, or they will study hard, research deep, learn the principles, and start and build businesses to fund freedom and family and morality, and figure out answers for when the crisis is over. And that's up to us. That's up to us to make the decision on whether we're going to be the hunker down type, or the dig in deep and study harder than ever, and prepare and build things for when the crisis ends. Steps 31 through 33 also really stood out to me. He said, 31, leaders either focus on self-survival or they study, teach, publish, and spread ideas of freedom 
or after the crisis. 32. Warrior values dominate society. No longer the values of be nice to everyone, be tolerant of everything. Now the values become courage, strength, resiliency, along with ingenuity, self-reliance, confidence. 33. Every family sacrifices greatly. I'm not going to lie. I shed a few tears as he was speaking. It was exactly the confirmation I needed to move forward with confidence. It was like before, I thought I was being inspired and I hoped I was moving forward in the right direction. But I still worried that, what if I was wrong? But hearing Oliver confirm so clearly that the school we were creating, which was all about learning courage, resiliency, strength, ingenuity, self-reliance, and confidence through challenges on the course, at home, and as we worked on entrepreneurial projects that used our unique gifts to help with the problems we saw in the world, that this was exactly what we needed to prepare for what's ahead. It was too clear for me to doubt my inspiration anymore. My desire that this was a good thing moved from a hope to a knowledge that it was. I felt such a weight lifted off my shoulders as the uncertainty left me and an assurance came into my heart that this was exactly what our family needed to be doing. It wasn't going to be easy. It would require sacrifice. But that sacrifice was part of raising the kind of leaders our world would need. You guys, isn't that so cool? I hope you're as excited as I am about the knowledge that God is aware of each of us and that he will lead you to your work as you try your best to follow him even when your efforts feel clumsy and you're not even sure if you're on the right path. He will lead you along, and eventually you will see that path you took with him was inspired and that he was with you all along. I made a little video about some of the principles and methods our school will be using. I'm going to share it on this podcast tomorrow, and I'll link it on the show notes because I believe it will spark some ideas about the education your kids need in this time of crisis. We'd love for you to join our school, of course, but if that's not possible, I hope the principles and methods I mentioned in the video will be helpful whatever educational choices you make with your family. And so again, to learn more about the school or the Warrior Journey program or the book, visit awarriereducation.com and click on Programs on the top menu. There you will see a link to the school or to the boot camps. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week.